I just tried to take a sip of water and I spilt it down my face. Hi everybody, my name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week we talk about things like cryptozoology, how difficult drinking is in general, true crime, cups versus mugs, paranormal stuff, why aren't there more sippy cups available for people like me, and ghosts, and how it only dripped on the left side of my face and maybe that means something. We talk about everything paranormal, scary, spooky related. We sure do, and sometimes water. Every single week since the dawn of civilization, Lindsay and I will research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go to the doggy daycare up the road, and I will go to the doggy daycare down the road. And then, then, that was so dumb. And then we reconvene in our house and talk about what we've discussed for the very first time with each and every one of you. And this time, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to every dog on Earth. Aw, that's cute. Thanks. I would dedicate mine to every cat on Earth, but I would rather dedicate it to every rat on Earth. I think that's a good idea. Animal, not person-wise. Yeah, the real... If you're like a real rat Rick, then I don't want to dedicate it to you. (laughs) If you're a real rat Rick or rat Rhonda or rat Ralph or rat Raph... Nope, rat... Rebecca. Yeah. None of you, but actual animals. Yeah. Actual cute mammals. Which, speaking of rats, I know everyone's probably losing, everyone's probably flipping their gourd over the new season of Stranger Things. What I will say is that pretty rat heavy for the first episode or two. A lot of rats. I did think at first, if those rats, those disease rats get on a boat, I'm going to be so mad because that's our thing. You told me that. You had our very, uh, our prohibitively expensive lawyer on the phone, on speakerphone. (laughs) uh, And she was like, what do you want? It's late. And you said, just hold on because they might go on a boat. And then they didn't. You just went, oop, never mind. And you hung up the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was ready to fight that battle with you. But they didn't. So, spoiler. Spoiler. Well, as far as I know. We aren't done yet, so... But as far as I know, there are no rats getting on any boats. No, we stopped at the episode where they all uh, spray paint their mouths silver and they all learn how to um, rollerblade. So, spoilers. (laughs) Why do they have to paint their mouths silver? What? Okay. Did you fall asleep? You probably fell asleep at that one. Yeah, they had to spray paint their mouths silver and then they had to to rollerblade. Cool. Uh, Yeah. Hey, really quick, before we get into it, I told Lindsay I was going to do this at the top of our show, and I want to do it. So I think it was episode 80, we had told Calvin, or our new friend who called in, that maybe play Stardew Valley with the ghosts so ghosts would think he was cool. Right, right? yeah. We've been playing Stardew Valley. Lindsay and I both have separate campaigns that we just started. And I want everyone to know that Lindsay has lost all sense of reality because she has entered a code where every time someone says her name, she gets diamonds and a type of fruit that makes her energy bar go very high. Yeah, it's past the screen. Like the game does not know how to handle it. No, Lindsay's energy bar, if anyone's played Stardew Valley, Lindsay's energy bar is literally off the top of the screen and she doesn't even pet her dog anymore. She barely... (laughs) She doesn't have a farm going because I've asked her and she said... I have some things. I just have too much money. I have some corn and a couple sunflowers. Yeah. I got jams and jellies. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm brewing some beer. I got animals. Don't don't judge my farm just because I have a lot of money and I can do what I want. It must, it's, and you know, it's really cool watching Lindsay's approach to Stardew Valley with disposable income. She won't even pet her dog anymore. Oh, stop. <laughs> well, <laughs> last week, what did we talk about? I had some breaking booze, a cop saw a Bigfoot, and then there was the candy critter. Right. Which that, another missed opportunity. I don't even think we said candy critter on no, the last I don't episode. Think you did. That's all right. And then you talked about believing your kids when they say they've seen a ghost or a boogeyman or something. Yeah, and how it actually could be really beneficial. I think that was really cool. Yeah. Well, this week, I don't have something as cute. That's okay. I'm bringing something back. Oh, okay. Because it's summertime. Yeah. And what's scary in the summertime? Going camping. Uh, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, like, what's scary in the summertime? And you were going to say, why don't you tell me? I was going to say, 
moldy watermelon. So I kind of talked about like, I don't know, maybe eight episodes ago, like that camping can be really scary. A lot of people are afraid of the woods. Was it eight episodes ago? I don't know. I just estimated. (laughs) I feel (laughs) like, yeah, it was. Yeah. I I remember you had some scary stories about people being in the woods a while ago. And it was, they actually legitimately scared me. Yeah. Well, these ones are scarier. Scarier? I think so. Okay, well, this is the second time you've brought something back, so I feel like you need to name this segment. Well, I kind of named it because I named all my segments. What'd you name and it? I don't. I just put summertime camping fun with a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> it wasn't a very good name, but I, you know, I never read it on the show, so I just kind of named it. Well, I can speak for all of our listeners that I think reading the titles for all of your segments needs to happen. <laughs> I guess so. Because I think you've done at least 80% of them. You've you've said what you've titled it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, all right. They're always kind of stupid. But yeah, <laughs> last time I talked about just scary stories about what people either found or experienced in the woods. And they were pretty creepy. And I have some more. There were some real creepy ones. Yeah. I mean, there was even, you know, the fire watches finding those staircases in the woods, which were super creepy. And oh, they yeah. led to nowhere. That's right. Um, There was just weird screaming happening in the woods at <sighs> one point, And they couldn't figure it out. And their dog was freaking out. Well, I guess I'll just jump right into it. But... Yeah, I have some more scary stories, and they're creepy. How about since it's summertime, let's slip and slide right into it. Ew, that sounded weird and gross. Yeah, I don't think you should say that ever again. Well, because they have the toys, the summer toys. Slip and slides? Slip and slide. Slip and scare? You slip down the thing, and at the end, something scares you. Yeah, there's just a dude with a knife. Oh, I was thinking it just went off a cliff, and you just plummeted to your death. It went off a cliff, but at the bottom of the cliff is a dude standing with a knife just pointing upwards. So you you don't know, like, do you tell him, get out of the way? So you just hit the ground, or do you just go, well, I'm going to land on your knife? Well, if he's just standing there, I just assume that you slide off the cliff. Yeah. And before you die, instead of thinking about like your life flashing before your eyes, you're like, what's that dude doing, though? Is that a and dude then, with like, a knife? And you never know why he's just standing there. Do you land on the knife? Because he doesn't try to stab you. Okay. No, wait. he just holds it at the end. And so you shoot off the mountain. Oh, the so he's at the edge of the cliff with the knife. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought he'd be at the bottom of the cliff with the knife that you fall no, off. No, already dead. Oh, okay. If you hit the bottom of the cliff, it's a pretty high cliff. Okay, well, let's jump into our summer (laughs) creepy camping fun stories. (laughs) Okay, Okay, so this person said one time that they stumbled across a child-sized backpack and sleeping bag with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on it that looked like it had been there for months. They looked inside the sleeping bag. They knew something was in there. They felt like they had to look inside the sleeping bag. It was probably heavy. They, like, lifted it up. It was probably he- like had weight to no, it. No, I don't think it was super heavy, but they had to open it because they were like this, you know, we need to report this if it's bad. Would you open it? I would debate it for a while, probably oh. like 25 minutes or so. And then I'd pace around and then I'd be like, if I don't open this, like I can't just leave this. I would not open it. I would hold it far out, far away. I'd walk <laughs> to the closest police department and go, here it is. I didn't open it. Will you look and yeah, tell me what's in it? I don't know. I, that would be a tough one because my, my curiosity would be like, well, <sighs> if I open it and it's stupid, it's like, <laughs> oh, ham. Somebody put all their, you know, what are those little matchbox cars in there? Yeah, it's matchbox. Like, okay, someone was just running away with their matchbox cars. Yeah. Or like say there was just a bunch of oranges in there. <laughs> Somebody just was collecting oranges. But inside, do you want to know what's inside the sleeping bag? Oranges. <laughs> Probably oranges. No, but it still was creepy. Inside the sleeping bag were thousands of matches and a deed to a house in Washington State. But the weird thing was they found the sleeping bag in the mountains in Maryland. So on the literal opposite end of the country. Yeah. There were matches, like for matches. Yeah, ma- like, thousands of matches and like a deed a to a house. Matches being a less efficient lighter. Right. <laughs> okay. And then... They uh, had to bring a lot of matches because, you, you know, like you never get it on the first try. Yeah. So you had to literally bring a thousand. They're like, bring a bunch because if we can't burn this deed or burn a house down, we need a lot. Hey, how many matches do you want? I don't know. Get a bunch. Okay. Just a bunch of matches. Hey, I literally filled up the entire bag. I guess that's a bunch. <laughs> and then you said a deed to a house a in Washington State. A deed to a house State. in Washington State. Yeah. Okay. I don't see how those two are connected at all. I don't know. 
know. I was thinking like maybe they were going to burn that something down. Were they walking there? But like they wanted to burn the house deed down as well. Even if they were starting somewhere in the northeast, like even like Vermont or whatever, they didn't make it very far. They're going by foot. I don't know. I don't know either. It's just a weird thing. They, I don't think they ever realized like why that was in there. I don't know. They handed it over. The police figured it out. But um, <laughs> okay, so the next one is a hiker found a creepy box while she was geocaching. Okay. All right. Geocaching is like, you know, when you look up what locations and you find these little treasures and you leave something or take mm-hmm. something. And I used to geocache in undergrad. I even bought a little GPS. This is before smartphones and stuff. A lot of people do it. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun doing it. Well, she found a creepy box. So she thought maybe it's a maybe it's a geocache. I don't know. Anyways, <sighs> um, so she looked inside and there were broken doll parts with a note with the words, look behind you on it. Hey, you know what? <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that does suck. And even if someone's messing with you, which they probably were, that's that's not fun. The second, even if I know for a fact I've been by myself for a year in the woods mm-hmm. and I find something that says, look behind you. Would you look? No, I'd run in the direction that I was <laughs> Just looking. into the tree. Even like... If I was living inside of some biodome and it was like virtually impossible for anyone to get in and mm-hmm. I found a sign after 50 years of living there by myself that said, look behind you, I'd run straight forward. I for would not For 50 years, around. you just wouldn't look behind you? No. Yeah. I wouldn't at all. <laughs> not even close. Okay. So this is a creepy story. Well, wait. Would you look behind you? Yeah. What? I'm I'm skeptic. I'm so a skeptic. I need to know. Would you Would you look at it and you'd put it? You'd like drop your arms to your side and sort of do the like turn around, like okay, let's get it over with. Maybe I oh. don't know. I kind of I think I definitely would look behind me because it's like the equivalent of I'm very scared of flying. You know this. Yeah, sure. I don't like flying on an airplane. I do it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But when I'm scared or we hit turbulence, I have to look out the window. Yeah, that's right. And, I, and I've and i never need, known why. Like, I don't know. My brain needs to see outside. Like, if we're going to crash, I need to see where we're going to crash. Okay. It's a weird macabre thing that I have to do. So, yeah, of course, I think I would look behind me 100%. Yeah. Anyways, so I'm weird. <laughs> hey, if anybody else has a fear of flying and when you, you get turbulence, if you have to look outside, let us know. Spooky spouses or spooky underscore spouses on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, I need to know my fate. Okay, so this happened to him when he was little. He was camping with his older brother and his mom, about seven or eight years old, and they went to bed around 10 p.m. They were all in their sleeping bags in one tent, and sometime during the night, they don't know when they woke up or if they woke up, but he woke up and was in the middle of the woods still in his sleeping bag, but he was 100 yards away. Wait, I got confused. They fell asleep. They were camping and he woke up 100 yards away from their campsite? So they fell asleep about 10 p.m. um, all in the same tent. During the night, I don't know when, I woke up somewhere in the middle of the woods in my sleeping bag. I had no idea where my tent was. I screamed for my mom and heard her calling back in a panic. She was easily 100 yards away. To this day, I have no idea how I ended up in the middle of the woods still inside my sleeping bag. Okay. That's very, that's very strange. So I was thinking, I'm like, well, if he was sleepwalking, maybe he brought, but like, why would you sleepwalk out of your tent and nobody hears you a hundred yards away and then get back in your sleeping bag? Well, maybe he was doing the brand new thing. You know, there's like the ice cream challenge or the whatever challenge, the like bottle cap challenge. Yeah. He was doing the sleep caterpillar challenge where you get in a sleeping bag. Sure. And while you're sleeping, instead of sleepwalking, you force yourself to sleep caterpillar away anywhere. But you have to do it while you're sleeping. You know what I mean? Like how a caterpillar does it? Sure. So that story doesn't scare you at all. It does. <laughs> uh, um, that was just your attempt to not make it scary. Uh huh. Well, I was just trying to think about like, okay, how how that was really to me the only logical way I could think or I, I could see that actually happening yeah. is this dude sleep caterpillaring. I hope so. Well, how do you think he got that far? I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. The only thing I can sleep think about is sleepwalking, but like that's a weird thing. And then he that got back in. You're all in the same tent, and nobody heard you like get out with your sleeping bag. 
that's yeah. odd. I don't know. I think I thought it was really creepy. Because tents are small-ish, I guess, compared to compared to a house, tents are small. Yeah. So how would he have gotten out of the tent without waking anybody up or bumping them or whatever? Yeah, and then gotten out with the sleeping bag and just walked 100 yards away and gotten back in. Yeah. Yeah, that is actually very weird. It's not scary. It's weird. It is super weird. Yeah. This person was backpacking in New Hampshire. They camped out for the night after a whole day hike. They wandered off from the fire to use the restroom and stumbled upon a circle etched into the ground with tuning forks surrounding the circle standing straight up. It looked like a creepy ritual circle and it really bugged me out. So I booked it back to the group. Bugged, booked it back. <laughs> I haven't heard somebody say it bugged me out like since Clueless came out. Yeah, so we can assume that this story was reported in 1996. <laughs> they were bugging. They were bugging. I'd yeah. be bugging. You do get bugging when you go camping. You yeah, know? you get There's literal bugs everywhere. Yeah, literal bug, literal bugging, and figurative bugging. I would like to know if they were all the same pitch of tuning forks. <laughs> I didn't get that. Or if it like made like some weird cryptic chord or there was like some weird numerology. No, not numerology. Well, maybe like all the pitches, if you put into the alphabet, spelled something. Or it played like the Adams Family theme song. Boom, 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 <laughs> That'd be okay. Uh, that's very weird. Yeah. That's very weird. I was camping one time in spring break, again, in undergrad with a few of my buddies, and I, too, we had just gotten done setting up our site, and I, too, had wandered away to use the bathroom, mm -hmm. and I was, and again, it was super dark. I only had my headlamp on, and I was, I guess, wrapping up, <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel something hit my left side, yeah. but it felt soft. I think I've told you this story before, mm -hmm. but I don't think our listeners have ever heard it, and if you have, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but something hit me on the left side, and then I turned my head to the left with my headlamp, and there was a giant turkey vulture flying away. So I, it was like probably midnight, 1 a.m. I was using the bathroom outside. Right. And then I look over, and I got dive-bombed by a turkey vulture. And it I lost like my you. mind. No, it didn't like me at all. And I don't even think that's like really standard behavior for a turkey vulture. <laughs> but you know what? That bugged me out. It was bug. You were bugging. Those okay. things are humongous. Next story. In Georgia, I unknowingly walked into an abandoned cemetery for children. Okay. Uh, how? It was overgrown <laughs> with weeds and bushes. I nearly tripped over some tiny headstones from the 1800s. There were no signs or anything anywhere, just a lot of graves, and you couldn't quite make it out until you were literally walking on top of them. That would bug me out. <laughs> I would be bugged out. I would be bugged out, and I would be barfing, barfed out. Barf yeah. would have come, barf would come out. Well, it's like 1800s. Okay, I'm thinking probably a sickness or something that killed a bunch of children but like yeah just in an abandoned cemetery like in the middle of the woods or maybe there used to be like some sort of children's hospital or like uh Could be an anything orphanage really. or something over there because I, I don't know I, creepy that's that would i wonder how big it was i don't know it didn't say but it said that there was it just said that there was a lot of graves <laughs> yeah. so i don't know what a lot means but i mean oh. more than three right well, yeah, I think a lot is more than a bunch, right? Oh, not this again. I know, but that's what oh, I'm thinking. We can't talk about this. So over twelve, over twenty, I bet. Probably. That that seems like a lot. That's a lot, yeah. Oh my gosh, this was in Georgia. That was in Georgia. And we just ate a bunch of peaches from Georgia. And now I'm worried that those peaches were grown by the children's cemetery. <laughs> what if they like were really good soil for? growing stuff that's what i'm saying yeah mm. it's a bummer to think about but they were very good peaches okay well this one's just really short and sweet and creepy okay um my buddies and i found a cooler in the gully while camping reluctant to open it up and it was kind of dark outside they just left but they reported it to the authorities. A few weeks later, the authorities called them back and told them that thank God that they did report it because there was parts of a body in it. Oh, no. So like where they were kind of like, we're not opening that. Mm -hmm. That was probably a good one. That's why I wouldn't <laughs> open something. I wouldn't. If I found a, a 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles backpack. Yeah, that uh, one's creepy. I think I would more likely open the cooler than the backpack. See, I would too, because a cooler is a little bit more run of the mill. Right. Somebody just left it camping. Or, exactly. You know. If I saw that cooler, I would think, oh, hey, maybe there's some chilled Pinot Grigio inside. Especially if it was like a Yeti cooler or one of those really nice ones that stays cold for a grip. Yeah. And then I would be bugging out because, hey, free wine. But <laughs> Well, good thing they didn't. I don't... Would, would you have opened it? I don't know. That Again, like that's like the macabre side of me is like, I need to know what's in there. Maybe just use your foot and like kick it open Yeah, really quick. I would like kick it open or like use a stick and like pry yeah. it open. Yeah. And then if there was a body and I'd be like... Okay, well, this is my life now. This now, is what I have to deal with. Now, I'll think about this literally 10 times a day for the rest of my life. Now I'm afraid to open the refrigerator or the <laughs> toilet seat because I think that I'm going to find a body in it. Yeah. Okay, so this is my last story that I have. It's a little bit longer, but it's very weird and very kind of funny at the same time. Okay. <laughs> I guess how you look at it. Okay. This guy says, I was in my tent. It was the middle of the, l- the night, perhaps 1 a.m. I had woken up to go to the restroom. It's always when you go to the bathroom, scary stuff comes about. It puts about. you in a very vulnerable position. It does. Some would say if you're stationary for over a few minutes, maybe like I was, I don't know, you might get literally dive-bombed by a vulture. It's very might. vulnerable. So just as, a, as I was about to go, besides the tent, I heard a small scratching sound. I paused. It was a slow, deliberate, crunchy digging sound. Okay. It was too rhythmic for an animal. So after making sure it wasn't my dad who I was sharing the tent with, I unzipped the corner of the door and peeked out. Oh, so he was still in the tent. He hadn't gone to the, He was getting ready to go to the bathroom. Now, can I take a guess as to what it was? Yes. Based on the way you described the sound or based on the way the storyteller described the sound? Sure. Was someone rhythmically eating celery? <laughs> Which is kind of creepy. Yeah. I mean, you're not far off. So... Um, the moon was just bright enough for me to see a young woman squatting next to our two-man tent, digging at the ground with her bare hands. My dad woke up and went and shined the flashlight on her, digging at the ground with her bare hands, and told her to go back for wherever she had made camp. The woman got up really quietly and... She left the four-inch hole that she had dug next to the tent and started walking away. I went outside to use the bathroom. Still? Yeah, because he had to go. I would have peed my pants. (laughs) And came back in the tent to his sleeping bag. A few minutes later, I was woken again by a clattering sound of a person or an animal walking around where we had put all of our camping stuff. I looked outside again. The woman was crouched low, walking around our stuff, looking for things in a really like monkey-like manner. I don't like, so like picture like one of the scientists or doctors from Planet of the Apes or something. Kind of like her arms were kind of hanging low and she was kind of moving like a monkey would move around. Sure. My father stepped out of the tent, shined the flashlight on her again, and she faced him. Oh, He no, asked no, her... No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 He asked her to kindly leave his stuff alone, but she just stood there, <sighs> dirty and neglected looking. I would have thrown a shoe at her. But clearly not malnourished. So <sighs> it wasn't like somebody that was like, say, you know, homeless or looking for stuff. Like sure. she seemed pretty healthy, just okay. kind of like she'd been acting like a monkey in the woods. She was wearing a Burger King crown, so she probably just ate there. She wouldn't leave. She just kept staring into his flashlight. He gave up and went back to the tent. (laughs) Are you going to be okay? I don't like this. This is really scary. We're not done yet. So we're back in our tent discussing on why this is happening. She's not obviously doing anything to hurt anyone. This is happening and they want to have a meeting about it? Well, they were were talking logically about it. They say, hey, lady, stay right there. Keep we doing, gotta get talking keep about this. Digging around, I don't know. Keep eating, eating dirt, whatever you're doing. We're gonna have a quick meeting. We'll be back in 15. So as they were talking in the tent, they heard the digging again at the little hole that she had started next to their tent, <sighs> which stinks. was literally six inches and two pieces of thin non- nylon away from their head. I shouted at her to go away. She ran away in an animalistic kind of way, and then never returned. I fell back asleep, and in the morning, our stuff was scattered, but nothing was stolen. 
So she just like caused chaos. Here's the thing. (laughs) If, if, okay, if you and I were camping and this were to happen to us, but so you said she was moving around like an ape or something. Yeah, monkey like. Okay. I would be more, I would be less terrified if it would have been a wild territorial chimpanzee. Or a bonobos or a gorilla yeah. or whatever. Well, because you expect them to, to do that. Exactly. I'd say, okay, we're obviously in this bonobos's territory. Mm-hmm. We might get hurt, but maybe if we keep the tent zipped up, maybe right. it'll go away. If it's a human being doing it, yeah, and they're kind of moving around, swinging their arms and digging a hole with their bare hands and just staring into a flashlight, yeah, and they came back twice... I would be so much more scared because I have no way of processing that information and I have no way of thinking, oh, well, this is logically how this is going to turn out. Right. I, that is so, that is, I, I, right now only my right leg has goosebumps talking about it. <laughs> uh, and it's really, that would be so terrifying. Well, you want to know the really scary part about that story? I guess so. Is that I was reading the story and I was like, Okay, not judging people or anything like that, but like if this was like in Portland, Oregon or some <laughs> somewhere where people are a little more like free and artistic, I guess you can say. Or maybe like experimental. Yeah, then sure. I could think this. This took place in just Kentucky. Yeah, that's very close to us. It's very close to us. And it's not really a place that, like, I would see people acting like that and, like, being like, I'm just experimenting. Okay. Like, this was someone, like, for reals living in the woods, I think. Were they next to any of the distilleries in Kentucky? <laughs> I don't know that. Maybe maybe this woman was just looking for more bourbon. She's the bourbon bandit. She might have been the bourbon banshee looking yeah. for bourbon buried underground somewhere in the woods of Kentucky. That brings up a time. I mean, she could have been a banshee. I mean, banshees are like screamy and stuff, but they could be like... Was she screamy? No, no she was just... she was just like starey. Starey. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been like... She was kind of looky. Maybe she was like a mythical creature or something. Like She might have just been a nightmare, a human nightmare. <laughs> That sounds so terrifying. Yeah. I was thinking about, while while you were telling the story, I was like, what if this was like a mandrill? Like one of those horrifying uh Oh, man. The, I, I would be more scared of a mandrill. Well, because I knew that I'd probably get mauled by their impossibly sharp and long teeth. Yeah. I don't like that. At least she has human teeth and like, you know, she can only kind of rip your flesh apart. I would have just thrown a shoe at her. Well, that's mean, though. What if she's just, like, living in the woods? and She was digging and scaring us. She just wanted to dig a hole. Maybe maybe she wanted to dig a hole for them so they could have a potty. You, oh, you think she was being... Uh... She was like, oh, you have to go to the bathroom? I don't, I don't want to talk to you, but I'll dig you a hole and you can go number ones or number twos in there. She was the Kentucky potty witch. <laughs> Yeah, you think so? Or no, I guess Maybe. if she was being helpful. Well, no, not not all witches are bad. She was the Kentucky potty fairy. Maybe. Yeah. And she didn't steal anything. She just scattered their stuff around. So like maybe she like was just like I was I was just playing with it. Oh, and see, I'm a I'm the Kentucky potty fairy and I really don't know how things work. So oops, I scattered your stuff. <laughs> uh well that's very scary. Those are all very scary stories. And that one is particularly scary. It's pretty creepy, yeah. Because like finding body parts, gross, horrifying. Pretty bad. Don't want to do it. This one yeah. unusual. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Well, I'd rather be grossed out than weirded out. Yeah. Because weirded out, it, like weird, it's it's unfamiliar. You you have no way of processing it. Like I'd rather something hurt than something feel weird. Well, the problem is, is like a dead body is already dead. Yeah, you're just gonna have to look at it. An abled body running around your campsite. You, she's not dead. No, but and it's nice because you still have the option to throw a shoe right at her. <laughs> You know what's funny? Yeah. Thinking about the sound a shoe makes when you throw it at someone, like a plump, like a plump, like a you hollow. It makes a plump? Like a It kind of just smacks you. Yeah, it's like a... It makes the same noise as when you're at, <laughs> when you go to those like hibachi restaurants yeah. and they flick the shrimp in your mouth. Yeah. And you have to catch it. I hate that. Man, 
I hate it too because it's like I don't like, want like to be around a group of people and a shrimp smacks me in the face. No, now three things. One, my friend Nate once threw a shrimp at my face from very far away, and it's a longer story. Number two, <laughs> I've been <laughs> you've been shrimped. <laughs> Number two, I've missed a shrimp at a hibachi place and it hit me on the cheek and in my shirt, and it's like great. Now I, I have butter. Hey, and great. Shrimp. Hey, man, you ruined my shirt and you hit me in the face with a shrimp. And I think when they flick it, they purposely make it hard for you to catch. Yeah, and then three, my it's third. It's hot. It's well, okay. Three, it's hot. Optional <laughs> bonus third. Now, my concluding fact number four: What if you hate shrimp being thrown at your face? What if you have a phobia of seafood flying at your face? <laughs> hey, I really don't want to play the shrimp game. Oh no, it's okay. No, I really don't want to play the shrimp game. Okay, one, two, three. Here it goes. Yeah, they kind of pressure you. Yeah, they make the uh, you know it's about to you you know it's about to pop off when they make the I onion volcano it. and they throw and they're like oh they're gonna start throwing shrimp at everybody. <laughs> what a cool <laughs> what other profession do you know you that can you throw shrimp at people's face and you, they love it that you can overhand throw shrimp at someone's face. You go to Starbucks, they mess up your coffee and put whole milk in instead of soy, and yeah. you freak out. But you go to Benihana's yeah. and they throw shrimp at your face. And it's all fun and games. Yeah. It's backwards. It is backwards. Don't throw shrimp at people's faces. Oh man, what a Anyways, fun, what a fun thing we just talked about. <laughs> that's all I have for this week. If you were to tell me that you would talk about haunted, st- uh, scary stories in the woods about camping, and then we would finish it, we our bow on the end of your your first our bow on the end of your segment would be us talking about getting shrimp thrown at your face. It's scary now. Now, knowing us and our show, I'd go, oh, yeah, okay. But like a little bit before, I'd be like, I don't think that'll happen. I guess like my biggest fear in life is like being on an airplane where it's about to crash and then a little guy is flicking shrimp at my face. They do that. Like that's my final moment. The like little flight attendant thing. Like they have the the drink in the snack cart and then now they have a new and improved uh, <laughs> hibachi cart shrimp. where they just were just, hey, shrimp for you, shrimp, 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 shrimp. And they're Flinging just throwing shrimp. shrimp around your plate. And it just smells like shrimp because there's like shrimp stuck in your little air vent. You turn on like a some shrimp fragments pop out of it oh no okay well anyways i think we should do some haunted <laughs> housekeeping yeah i agree clean all the shrimp off and everywhere. we might take a few uh more little calls from ghostly gabber so we you know what i'm gonna say we probably will yep okay well we'll see everyone in the haunted housekeeping zone in three two one Our show, the one you're listening to right now, is a proud member of the Scavengers Network podcast, Special Buddies, and Special Friends. The Scavengers Network was started by our big, beautiful boss, baby boy, benevolent brisket boy, Colin Parker. You can also check out all the wonderful podcasts on there, including ours. And they also have a merchandise store that you can buy your spooky gear or any other gear from the podcast on the network. Um, We also have a Patreon. You can donate $1 to a million. (laughs) And with that money, we can do a lot of cool stuff. We personally would like to do do more investigations, do more interviewing, anything to be entertaining. Yeah, I mean, we'll even ju- we'll we'll even learn how to juggle fire if you give us enough money. As long as we can entertain y'all and essentially be your puppets, we'll do it. So you can check everybody out on the scavengersnetwork.com. Check it out. Search around. And you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. And if you like our show and you like some other shows on the network, why not be a member and help us keep the lights on and also help us keep the words coming out of our mouths. And we thrive on positive reviews and feedback. So if you have anything nice to say, please do. We love it. The best format for that is going to iTunes and rating and reviewing the show and also sharing our show with your friends. And if you have any questions at all about murder, (laughs) Bigfoot, cryptids, ghosts, anything we've talked about, anything you'd like us to talk about, please feel free and call our brand new state-of-the-art hotline at 803-816-BOOZE. That's 803-816-2667. You can call any time of day, any time of night. You don't even have to be a real person. You could be a ghost if you want. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, see ya. Bye. W-I-D-K Do you 
wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fishstick. Neil deGrasse Tyson. If I was going to get in a fight and I had to pick one astrophysicist to be on my side. <laughs> Lulu. In the beginning, there was milk. And it came out of a cow or whatever. This is right. a completely accurate representation of the history of milk, by the way. The Professor. I think it'd be pretty psychologically damaging to have to fight two building-sized babies. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. <laughs> like, there's a reason he's completely shaved. It's I Don't Know Radio, part of the Scavengers Network and Podcast NH. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and unfortunately, everywhere else. Welcome back, our shrimpy buddies. We hope in Haunted Housekeeping, maybe you called and put in a reservation for your niece's birthday at the Benihana, and now you're going to go there and get a shrimp thrown at your face. So I guess that's just what I hope. Okay. <laughs> Linz, I have some breaking booze. Yeah. For each and every one of us. Now, this is something that I have never brought in for breaking booze. So it's not Bigfoot. Nope, it sure what? ain't. It's this is a pretty unusual. Are you feeling okay? Hold on. Are you feeling a little shrimpy? Are you bugging out? You know what? It might be a combination of both. Now, <laughs> it might be because I have this weird temporary sense of bravado because we did jump your car this morning yeah. and I felt like a real man. Yeah, I you, felt real tough. You really handled that. I went to our neighbor Don and he's like a hundred years old and I borrowed his jumper cables and I feel like a real tough guy. Okay. Okay. Well, this story, we're recording this on Sunday. This story is only five hours old. The reporting. Now the story again happened a while ago, but this is a brand new report. Okay. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Sometimes cryptozoology news will put stories on their website, and if the story itself is compelling or the report itself is compelling enough, they just put the entire report that a user submitted. So that's what this is. Okay. So this is from the perspective of the person who uh, submitted the actual report. Now, did they submit it five hours ago, or they actually experienced it five hours ago? They submitted it five hours ago. Okay. I'm going to leave out a little bit of the beginning, because it makes no sense. Just the beginning makes no sense? Yeah, it's honestly, he just talks about how old he is, and what his dad used to do, and what his mom used to do, <laughs> and how his dad used to work for Boeing, and blah, 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 and it makes no sense whatsoever. Okay. To whom it may concern, I was going to use your report as citing, but I prefer to tell the story this way. The story I'm about to tell is from my parents that have told it to me several times. I am their son, Adam, in my 30s, <laughs> and currently weighing my options. <laughs> <laughs> is Adam a robot? What's up with Adam? I don't know. Okay. But you know continue. what? You know what? I'm going to start. Actually, I'm leaving out the first two paragraphs because he talks about like how their house is a rental property and blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, Adam. But I'm going to start introducing myself. I'm going to say my first name. Well, I'm going to say my parents' first names, my mm -hmm. name, how old I am, and just be like, and you know, I'm just kind of weighing my options. Right. In general. <laughs> In general. Oh, that's really funny, I think. Okay. Paragraph number three is where the story starts. It was the year 2000, around 6 p.m., possibly on a Saturday, date and month unknown. Mm -hmm. My dad was working on the side of our house, boring holes for anchors to install a new gate, for the old ones were just falling apart. My mother came out of our house to see how my father was doing and to check on his progress. As she came out, she thought she saw something move from the side of our garage in front of the pine trees to go across our driveway. She blew it off and proceeded around the cars to the side of the house where his father was. My father was drilling holes, but my mother got his attention. He was in a crouched position, and as he turned around to his right, he noticed something strange from his peripheral vision. Now, I did just say peripheral correct on the first try. Mm. So I'm also, I have a sense of bravado today, and I'm also feeling very smart. Okay. But then he completely turned around, and then for about three to four seconds, he saw something move, push the bushes apart, and then was gone. My father's immediate reaction was, quote, what the, what's that? Did you see that? And this guy added a lot of punctuation. He asked my mother if she had seen what he had saw, but then settled himself down because he thought my mother would think that he was just being crazy. My father tried to shrug it off before my mother could start teasing him, but she confirmed she had seen what he had saw. Is that how you say that? She saw the thing that he saw as well. 
Sally saw seashells by the sea seashore. Sally saw Simpsons by the San Chanchinch. <laughs> uh, Sally saw shrimp at the Benihana's. <laughs> That's my favorite tongue twister. So I guess this guy's mom also saw this thing. Okay. And she was this the daytime. This was I think it was the daytime. Yeah, I think six p.m. or something. You said. Okay, so still sun up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. still perfect visibility. But the mom said, "Yeah, I saw it too," and she pushed the dad to go see what it was. He went out and checked for footprints to see if he saw anything, but he came up with nothing. Here's a quote from the father. It was tall, but it was hunched over, and it had like a bubble of water around it. I don't know. It was weird. It moved so fast, but it moved as if it was gliding. Swoosh. <laughs> cool. And that's so they said swoosh. Quote continues. It was like you're looking at something, but your eyes cannot adjust. You're looking and it's blurring the viewpoint and you're trying to focus to see past it. It was like something was there, but you couldn't tell if it was your eyes or what. It was like the predator, you know, when he goes invisible. So have you seen the movie Predator? Right, yeah. So basically they saw like this blurriness. They saw the blurriness, this blurriness kind of in the shape of a person uh-huh. walk around and then push their bushes apart and walk through it. Okay. So there. That's, uh, an, that's a different one. It's a really different one. My parents both think it was watching them. My dad said it's almost like it noticed he was going to turn around and that's why he saw it walk away. My mother says she had seen it before in the morning before she was going to work in the rearview mirror of her van. She didn't think much of it and thought she was just seeing things. My brother-in-law cut down the tree that it was around because the sap would get in her cars. And he cut down bushes not not because of this incident, but just to lessen the yard work. <laughs> okay, he <laughs> so just So that had to... nothing to do with this story. No, not at all. So yeah. the story ends where the guy is saying that well, my mom saw it in a rearview mirror, but a few years later, my brother-in-law chopped down the tree in the bushes. Okay. And they never saw it again, or they never saw it again. And so this it just liked those bushes. Mm-hmm. It just liked those bushes and those trees. What if it was just something that the bushes like made? Like, I mean, I know like some pine trees have like mist of pollen, pollen or sap or something. Yeah, and like maybe the bushes, like spider webs were over there and they'd blow around. I don't know. This is really just kind of throwing out random ideas. Sure. So I'm not dismissing it because it's the first of these sightings that we've read about. Yeah. Uh, it seems pretty far-fetched. But according to the guy who made the report, Adam, you know, he's just sorting things out. But he's or, never seen it though. He's just heard this story from his parents, right? Correct. Yeah. So Adam said that he had gone back to look at aerial photos from Google mm-hmm. because he said this happened around the year 2000, I'm pretty sure. But he said that he couldn't find any that went back that far. And like he just wanted to see like if he could see anything like in his parents' property or whatever. At least according to what Adam's saying, his words show us that he's trying to do a little bit of research. But again, th- this could be completely caca baby garbage or this could be something new and weird. Well, if the mom has seen it before, why didn't she say anything until the dad saw it? Dunno. Well, like, oh, yeah, I see that in the morning. Oh, that thing? Work. Every single morning I have my it's, coffee and I sort I of just, show my coffee to it and it goes, coffee, huh? That's cool. I just like see her pulling out of her driveway and looking in her rear view mirror and then being like, just see it standing there. Like maybe Mad World by Tears for Fears is playing and it's <laughs> waving. And who gets in their car and drives away out of their driveway and looks in their rear view mirror? I don't know. Don't you just like drive out? Unless you're backing out. Yeah. Or I guess that would imply that they back into their driveway or turn around in their driveway and then drive out and then look in the rearview mirror. I mean, I think I've probably done it like just to make sure I didn't hit anything or like make sure no one's like, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) I don't know. A blurry predator. Like a blurry predator. You always got to look in your mirror for that blurry predator. Yeah. Well, now I will because that's... Because he's around. Where was this at? Uh, oh, sorry. California. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in Cali. Hmm. That's it. That's all. That's my breaking booze. It nice. was just reported. And I thought it was interesting. Well, interesting's a word. I thought it was neat because yeah. it was the first type. Like it was the very first headline that said predator-like something or other. And I went, ooh. You're into that. So my my fancy was tickled. (laughs) What? But the thing, though, is if it's a blurry human, 
Yeah. If I saw that, I would think ghost more than cryptid. Same here. A hundred percent. So would I. Or I would think some government cloaking technology. (laughs) (laughs) Which I have read articles that they're actually trying to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that the articles that we are able to access and read on the internet are far inferior to what the government or any branch of the government is actually doing or testing or has tested. I think that there is a ton that we don't know about that I think if we did know about would blow our minds because it was crazy. Right. That's what I think. Linz, do you want to move on? Why don't they just ask the people at Harry Potter? Oh, yeah. Just ask Dumbledore. Just ask him. Asks, yeah. Well, he's dead now, right? He died. Snape, well, the actor who played Snape did. No, not in real life, in the movie. Oh, in the movie, sorry. (laughs) Uh, I think so. Yeah. I forget. It's been a while since I've seen it. Ask Ron Weasley. Just ask one of them that are still kicking. Yeah, ask Rick Weasel. They'll probably even give you an invisibility cloak. Yeah, they're probably easy to come by these days. You're like, I'll make you one out of magic. Yeah, bimbala, bimbala prif. (laughs) And then they wave their wand around, and then it's either an invisibility cloak or a dead frog, and they have to try it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, nice. Interesting. That's a new one. It is a new one. And I thought it was new and exciting for the summertime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, do you want to move on to Ghostly Gabbers? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So Lindsay and I decided we're going to use two this week. One of them is short and sweet, but it's very good. And this is from our new friend. Now, everyone who calls, I say they're our new friend. And what's the hotline number again? If you do have a spooky question that you want us to answer, if we get to it, we have a lot. So if we don't get to yours, we might get to yours in the future or just keep calling. Yeah, keep calling. We actually have, I mean, looking behind the scenes a little bit, we actually have a lot. Right. And I'm stoked about it. So, yeah, if you don't hear yours, just just wait because we're going to be doing these, I think, quite often. The number is 803-816-BOOZE, B-O-O-S, or 803-816-2667 is our spooky spouse's hotline. Give us a call. We'll give you some mediocre advice. We will. Okay, so here's our first one from our brand new friend, Nancy. Yeah, this is Nancy. I want to know, does the bewitching hour... Observe daylight savings time. Okay, so short and sweet. That's a good question, though. That's hard. It is hard. Yeah, it is. Well, what I looked up a little bit is, for those of you that don't know about the witching hour, which I knew what it was, but it's really funny looking it up because it kind of answered my, or it gave me an answer to answer Nancy's question. Oh, good. So in folklore, the witching hour or devil's hour is a time of night associated with supernatural events. Creatures such as witches, demons, and ghosts are thought to appear their most powerful at this time. Black magic is thought to be the most effective at this time. Um, in Western Christian tradition, they say that the hour of the witching hour is between 3 and 4 a.m. Oh, see, I always thought it was I always thought it was right at midnight, but 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. But it also says that the apparition experiences and senses for the witching hour are most common between the hours of 2 and 4 a.m. So it makes it a lot easier to say 3 a.m. is the witching hour because that's the peak between oh. 2 and 4. But they also, most recently, um, people have said that the hours are between midnight and 2 a.m., which leaves 3 a.m. not the witching hour. Yeah, it's It would totally... technically be 1 a.m. is the peak of witching hour. Yeah, 3 a.m. is totally out of the equation in that one. So reading this makes me kind of think that daylight savings time wouldn't really affect this because I don't think anybody really knows when the witching hour is. <laughs> so we can say that it's between midnight and 4 a.m. Yes. Yeah. I just picture a bunch of ghosts and witches and demons uh-huh. all emailing each other being like, okay, so wait, what time are we doing this? Are we doing this like, like what time zone are we doing this? Like yeah. we, we have different time zones. Like, you know, you have to spring back. Like, are we counting that hour backwards? I mean, that's a really hard one because it seems like they don't know. But I feel like that they wouldn't really take under consideration the daylight savings time because they give themselves a window. Yeah. Like from midnight to 4 a.m. Yeah, absolutely. And so I- really, it doesn't affect them that much. 
No, not really. And I would think that I, I, I was thinking about it as well because we, we listened to the voicemail a little while ago. I was thinking about it and I was like, I bet you ghosts just kind of do, well, we can, or demons or whatever, we can kind of do whatever we want. So let's just wait for it to be like really dark outside <laughs> and we'll just kind of do it. It's really dark outside and then we're just going to count about three hours and then we'll do our thing. Now, if that's the case, then I don't know how many ghosts exist in like say Alaska or certain parts of Scandinavia where it's like super bright outside for a very long time. They would have to have a timeline. They would then or they would just wait for the time of the year when it's really dark out for a long time and then it's every hour is the witching hour then. Yeah they're like this is great. It's kind of like being a teacher where you like teach all semester or all school year and then summer you're off. So like in in like Alaska, I would think that they're off during sunshine time. Yeah, sunshine time. And then dark time, they're like, (laughs) it's on. Midnight time. Midnight time is on. So I think, do you feel safe in saying, Lindsay, to answer Nancy's question, answer Nancy's, uh, (laughs) that I don't think that the witching hour has any rules. I think they're like, you know what? No rules, just right. Outback Steakhouse. No rules, just right. <laughs> Ghost time scare house. We got shrimp. Yeah, they do have shrimp. <laughs> they do like talking about all the different types of shrimp they have in steak. Yeah. Well, I think we actually did a good job on that one. Yeah, I don't think that they... It's a really good question. I mean, you would think that... I mean, maybe just like supernaturally, they just know now when times change. Now, there's probably some really dorky ghosts that do go, well, I mean, it is daylight saving. It is time to follow. We do have, <laughs> there is a clock. There are rules, gang. There uh, might. There's probably, yeah, some real dorky ghosts. Or there's like the fumbly wumbly ghosts that don't pay attention. And then they're like, they're totally wrong on their times all the time. That's when you like get the paranormal experiences at like... 3:45 on a Tuesday p.m. p.m. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like what was I think my bookshelf just fell over I think I also heard someone say oh crap sorry and like all the other ghosts like smack that ghost and they're like yeah. what are you doing yeah Raj I was gonna say Rick but Raj is good <laughs> <laughs> okay well Nancy we hope that helps and you know what I'm gonna say it helps a lot because I feel very smart today okay all right cool do you think we helped I hope so I mean we didn't really answer it we just said yeah, probably. But also maybe not because they, <laughs> they can do what they want. So we didn't answer it. No, we didn't. But thanks for calling, Nancy. We appreciate it. So here's another call, our last one of today, from my mom. Hey, Jordan, it's your mom. I have a question. So I've been meaning to ask you this, but I keep forgetting. So you know the outdoor cat we have, Barney. So Barney, whenever Katrina, who works with me, stops by after work, Barney will jump up onto the deck railing and then jump over onto the roof of the tool shed and run around like a crazy cat. But he never does it any other time except when she's here. So do you think he senses something about her? I mean, she doesn't like cats, so maybe that's it. But I don't know. I mean, maybe there's something about her I need to know. I'm not sure. But anyway, all right, if you could answer my question, I'd appreciate it. I love you. Bye. Okay, so very weird. Very weird. And And we do know Barney, and Barney is very skittish and doesn't come around people. Yeah, you're right. Barney's little. Mm -hmm. He's very fluffy. Mm -hmm. He's very cute. And I would never peg Barney as being an aggressive outdoor feral cat. Now, I know that the word feral implies that it might not be great, but yeah, Barney's always been pretty pretty chill with me. Well, I looked up a couple of things about cats and kind of what they symbolize. <laughs> and in ancient Egypt, for example, cats are considered to be their held healing powers. Cats did? They were said to be capable of absorbing bad energies. So maybe Barney's absorbing some kind of bad energies. Like, I don't think your mom is wrong for thinking that there's something weird Um, It's also an ancient Egypt belief that is supported by the fact that a cat is incredibly hygienic and could be used for vermin control. Not only did cats clean themselves, but they also kept Egyptian homes cleans of rats and other vermin. So they were really held high in the Egyptian culture. They were. So they were put on a pedestal and basically like, oh, they can sense evil and they clean. They're like cleansers. Yeah. 
of things. Well, I searched what does the name Katrina mean? <laughs> and it means... That hurricane? Well, that's really sad. And yes, Aww. it does. But uh, at least in like Germanic descent or Germanic origin, yeah. Katrina means pure. So maybe, so it's either that Katrina is a pure person who's been infested with some demonic energy and Barney, the cat, is like, I don't like these demons you got going on, Katrina, and you're supposed to be pure because that's what your name means in Germanic origin. Or maybe Barney is possessed and it doesn't like Katrina. And he needs someone to cleanse yeah maybe so well it also says in other cultures such as china and japan cats are considered spiritual guardians yeah so in these cultures cats are a symbol of good luck oh like those fun like those really cute little like good luck cats and that's why you have like the lucky cats or anything like that but yeah they said that they usually if a cat comes around it's usually Strongly rooted to popular culture, and it's offering their favor of respect. Okay. The fact that it's acting crazy, I mean, yeah, maybe it's like trying to take away something bad or evil, or maybe it's supposed to be lucky. Maybe one time Katrina came over and kicked it. (laughs) (laughs) And the simple answer is just that cat just doesn't like her. And maybe Barney is like, you're the one who kicked me. But I don't really know. I mean, Katrina's a nice person. I've met Katrina. But uh, maybe she's maybe she needs an exorcism or something. Or maybe she needs Mm. a very, a very light exorcism. Just like a like a simple one, a precursory one. Because I I, well, I did try to say precursory one, but I was just gonna blow past it. But maybe if she was extremely possessed, Barney would be like really mad at her. So maybe Barney's letting her know, like, you need to run a diagnostic. On your spiritual energy, lady. Well, think about this. Okay, so think about when people have exorcisms. Okay. And the priest comes in and sprinkles the holy water. Yeah. So Katrina's name means pure. So she is like the holy water. Okay. Barney, although dormant right now because he's a pretty cute cat. Very cute. Maybe he's like a demon. Could be. I mean, he and just kind of. When kinda... she comes around, he like gets all crazy because he's like, "No, the holy water's here." Oh, the holy woman. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Barney woman. did. Barney did just kind of come up, show up out of nowhere from our barn. Yeah. So my mom and dad have a gigantic barn because our house used to be a farm. And if there's one place that I think could be a portal to heck, it might be in the basement of that barn. That barn. That barn's creepy. I don't know, maybe. So I'm going to say this. Katrina, you're safe. Mom and dad, you might need to... You might have a demon cat on you, your hand. Yeah, you might need to have someone come over and do a, an animal exorcism. You're the keeper of the demon cat. Or next time Barney's around, just carry a little bit of holy water on you and squirt Barney with holy water. And see if it freaks out. Yeah, or if it doesn't, then maybe it... And then, you know, it's Katrina's fault. I did text my mom <laughs> and ask her, like, hey, just really quick, has Katrina ever been in a cult? And uh, Katrina told my mom no, but... Okay. I mean, I, it's very easy to say no, even if well, you have been. Well, the Manson cult also said they weren't part of it either. Exactly. So you never know. So I don't know what to do with this one. So either Katrina's in a cult, Barney's a demon, or it's a sign of good luck. <laughs> <laughs> or Katrina needs a light exercising. Yeah, maybe. Uh, call do it together. Up, call up a priest. Double exercising. Yeah, call. Yeah, do a two for one. Well, I bet you, you, you could probably do one human exorcism, your best animal friend, free. Well, maybe. Yeah, go to Groupon. <laughs> Get a Groupon exorcisms. With one animal, bonus. <laughs> well, that's all of Ghostly Gabbers. And I think that's all of our show. Yeah. Okay. Hey, everyone, listen up. We'd like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. We like it. <laughs> you can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. And just in case anyone's wondering, he does have the ability to play the flute on his own arms. Yeah, he has flute arms. Yeah. They're Tibetan. Um, we'd also <laughs> like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network. Um, big happy family of people. We're glad to be a part of it. You can check them out on the scavengersnetwork.com. They also have a merchandise store that yeah. you can buy all these fun things either related to all the shows or just 
you know, get Spooky Spouse's stuff. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. See if we care. We'd actually be really excited if you did. And if you've ever gotten any Spooky Spouse's merch or any Scavengers Network merch or anything, let us know. Show us online at Twitter or Instagram at Spooky underscore Spouses. We'd love to see it. And hey, we're thankful for each and every one of you for listening to the show and helping us spread the word. Uh, without you, there is no us. And if you haven't yet, and if you have some time, head over to iTunes, rate and review the show. Uh, if you have something nice to say. Yeah. We like nice comments. We're here to spread joy and positivity, and we hope that everyone wants to do the same. Absolutely. So until next Monday, have a, oh, what was the thing we talked about? Go shrimp, to a, yeah, shrimp Saturday. Yeah, have a shrimpy next Saturday. Or we hope that if you hear some rustling in the trees above you and you look up, it's a shrimp plummeting from outer space down to earth. You open your mouth, catch it in your mouth. Ooh, what if they saw a blurry shrimp, shrimp in the woods? <laughs> a what? <laughs> a blurry shrimp in the woods. <laughs> they might have been, I got excited. Yeah. Yes, and that's okay. They might have seen a blur they they might have seen a blurry shimp. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> uh well everyone, have a wonderful week and we'll see you all next Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. Say something like really explore the space. Um, supernatural. Are you are you just reading stuff off your computer? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Read something off your brain. Um, recorded in 1835. That's probably not even it. That's still off the computer. Read something from your brain. Um, I don't know. <laughs> How many cups in a pound? What? How many cups are in a pound? Those are different units of measurement, aren't they? Yeah, I know. That's why I'm trying to think about it in my brain. I'm going to say seven seven cups. I don't think that's right. Twelve cups. I don't know. All right. Thank you. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hello, I am Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we are the hosts of Journey Under 30. This is a podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. On each episode, we take a look at a career of an individual that has been recognized by Forbes. Sometimes we look at careers that we think were overlooked. Or sometimes we talk about the careers that you may not know about, but you should. And in the end, we discuss what we've learned as well as how we can apply it to our own career paths as we make our mark on this world. So join us every other Tuesday on whatever podcatching app you choose, and we'll see you on the Forbes. See ya. Bye-bye now. <laughs>